You're listening to For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. Alright, welcome back to our Obi-Wan Kenobi recaps. We are here to talk all about episode 4 of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it was another very eventful episode as always. Uh, I am your host again, Andrew, joined by Don, Jake, and Connor. How's everyone doing? Are you ready to talk Kenobi? Yes. Absolutely. I am so ready. I can't believe that there's only two episodes left. I feel like Dude, the show wild literally just started, but makes me so I, sad. Not if you yeah. McGregor is to be believed. Yeah, if he's you like, if you is to be believed, we have seven like, and eight and nine and ten. Please, I hope that's just the post credit stinger for episode six. It's like, oh yeah, part two coming uh, yeah. later this year. I'd be like, please. Oh yeah, they give us like a uh, book of Boba Fett teaser type scene. That would be... Oh, yeah. I mean... That would be wild. So That would be so good. We've got a lot to talk about this week for this episode. We got to see Obi-Wan rediscovering himself as a Jedi, getting further and further closer to the Obi-Wan that we all know and love from the prequels. Uh, Again, unfortunately, our good friend Chloe could not be here with us today. It is a very busy life in the world of uh, chemical engineering, so... Uh, she's off doing that stuff, but she did send in her thoughts like she did last week. So let's go to that right now. Hi, everyone. It's Chloe, aka Lightsaber Queen, and I am back with a very short recap this week due to another insanely busy work schedule. I'm very sorry about that, and I will be joining everybody again next week. Um, so I'm back with a short recap about this week's Obi-Wan episode, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I was so excited to see Obi-Wan using his lightsaber again in the hallway. We got another hallway scene. It was fantastic. Honestly, I was sitting there the whole time and I was like working out the lightsaber moves in my head to go and practice afterwards. It was just, it was perfection. I thought Fortress Inquisitorius looked absolutely amazing. Um, Wow. Like, I was just very impressed by it. And also the tomb in the bottom, I feel the need to go back and rewatch it and stop at every single shot because I think there were probably a lot of things I missed. There were so many Easter eggs in that scene and so many things to pick up. That was definitely kind of like a treasure trove of clues there that I feel like we're kind of dissecting at this point and we'll probably find out more about in the coming weeks. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was amazing this week. I really enjoyed the episode and Vader at the end of the episode oh my god he was so scary like I I said this on Twitter but I was like that's gonna be stuck in my head for like a year it was terrifying and like in a good way like the acting was great the scene was great I thought it was fantastic so overall I really enjoyed it this week and I hope you all did too that are listening so have a great week guys and I will be rejoining everybody next week and thanks once again for that. We really hope you'll be good to go with us again next week. You're dearly missed here in these discussions, but we know everything is busy, so take all the time you need. Gentlemen, let's talk about this episode. Um, where do we start? Uh, I, I guess I can start with um, just you and Simping. Uh, this new Obi outfit is... Uh, it is 
so cool. It, it is, is really. You, good. You're talking about the harness over the obidies, or oh no 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 no. We'll get not the obidies just yet. I'm talking about the new. <laughs> Want to talk about the, the obidies? Um, yeah. One, I, the, I, I, I tweeted cool. and then deleted and then tweeted again because I was like, how spoilery is this? But I'm like, I need that new Obi-Wan outfit as a black series like now. It's going to go right oh on the, my the God. shrine. I tweeted I about planned. it too. So I also tweeted. I tweeted it was like, uh, I tweeted that it was so good to see him discard his depression robes for like a more traditional depression Jedi robes. Well, yeah, it's, it's like he is. Like those, the outfits... Uh, and they're really paying attention here. The outfits really symbolize where he is at. Because, like, you know, the, the Tatooine outfit was, like, uh, paralleling, you know, his, like, him turning his back on the Force and the Jedi, just like Luke. And in The Last Jedi, they, they even parallel each other, like I said. And then you've got the, the Depression tunic for, like, uh, episodes two and three, which is, like, uh, very kind of dirty, run-down very beat up kind of look which kind of reflects where he is there and now still have now the Jedi silhouette like, though and now he has this awesome kind of like uh tunic that's it's it's a different color but it's like it's got that attack of the clones energy because yeah. he has the longer hair and it's got the white undershirt and i was just like yeah my dude's starting to get like his roof back <laughs> it drapes really similar to the way his phantom menace robes do but there's still like Ooh. that lighter material with like that sort of like dirtier wash over them so it's like yeah it really is great costume storytelling like it shows that he's like not quite there yet but we're getting there yeah like when i saw him come out with those robes i was like okay he's coming back and we see that throughout this episode of him more and more getting back to that whether it was him like trying to use the force uh on on the the shuttle to nur and then eventually going yes. all out to save Leia. And it really just shows that the, the connection that Kenobi has with Leia to where it's really the first true connection he's had with someone since the fall of the Republic. And and we see yep. that throughout this episode of how much saving Leia means to him that he can dip back into uh, the Obi-Wan of old and not be old Ben Kenobi, Herman on Tatooine anymore. He's... Obi-Wan Kenobi Jedi Master and I think by the end of the season when we do get that it's going to be a beautiful beautiful moment um because that's something it is really Obi-Wan. interesting though how people were complaining so heavily last episode about oh he's not Obi-Wan anymore he can barely swing a lightsaber he can't use the force guys that's the point of the show and again we we've, we've talked about it it's been 10 years learn yeah. fucking storytelling Guys. Media literacy, storytelling yeah. is a the thing. Payoff, They're telling no build up. a story, guys. Why isn't exactly. Obi Wan mowing down people and being super badass in the first second of Episode One? Because yeah. we're going on we, a narrative here, guys. And then we yeah. get to the episode where, like, he he basically storms Fortress Inquisitor, infiltrates it rather, and rescues Leia. And will and people are now complaining. Oh, this was filler. It's like. What? Oh it my wasn't God. filler. It was not filler. The perfect this example was... I saw of it is it was like one main character rescues another main character from the main villain and the main villain's villain who is also a main character and yep. people are calling it filler. And it's like, yep. y'all First don't all, understand. It is legitimately impossible for filler yeah. in like, like a less than 10 episode season. Yeah. 
First it's of all, like, this is like the big set piece that they were, aside from, you know, the rematch between Kenobi and Vader, this was the big set piece that they were building up was Obi-Wan storming Fortress Inquisitorius. We get it in this episode, which we were all expecting that was going to be the finale. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, now I think we all did, left. really. And all, like, again, oh, there's not enough character development in this episode. First of all, all of Obi-Wan's journey in this episode was character development, topped off with what, yep. what we'll get into later was maybe one of my favorite Kenobi scenes ever. We also get the the continued development of the the path the path early stages of the rebellion. The great line of at the end of when there was the sacrifice of okay now you're soldiers. But you that know, gave you me know, chills. It's, it's, that was so reminiscent of when K two S O looks over at Bodhi in Rogue One. It was like, well, you're a rebel now. Yeah. Yep. After he shot the stormtroopers, it, it just reminded me of that moment so much. I, I freaking love that. But remember, there weren't 8 billion cameos and, you know, lightsaber battles and all that stuff. Even though there was... No flashbacks. There, there was a shit ton of lightsaber stuff and there was a shit ton of action. But, exactly. You know, oh, my characters that I loved when I was a kid are feeling things. So, it's bad. Learn what storytelling yeah, like, is. Complaints are like, so very like, reminiscent of Last Jedi am, with this show. If you just don't like the show, you're allowed watching. to not like it. That's fine. If you're like, oh, I don't like it. That's fine. It's the people that that give these reasons of, I just have no concept of what I'm watching right now that bother me. Or complain. Oh, exactly. it's, you know... Who are these other characters? I don't care about them. I only care about Anakin and uh, I mean Obi Wan and Vader, but actually I don't because every time Obi Wan shows any type of you know remorse or development or PTSD, boo that sucks. That's not the Obi Wan yeah. I remember growing up. Well, this isn't the Obi Wan you knew. This is a we different version. We have the best example of these people not understanding Star Wars though from the very beginning is the people that were complaining about the way Leia acts in the show. And they're trying to say, oh, that's not like Leia. She's a brat. She's snotty, whatever. She is exactly like the Leia that we have had for the last 40 plus years. Vivian is doing a phenomenal job of portraying a young Carrie and a young Leia. And these people think that she's mischaracterized or she's a brat. And it's like, dude, this this is Leia. Like she's she is Leia. She is doing a phenomenal job. And like, oh, she is. If you if you need an example to really sum up how stupid these people are, I feel like that's the easiest one because it's like it's just spot on, and they're just complaining about it because I don't know. Well, Leia yells at Obi Wan. Leia's the heart of the rebellion in a, in the original trilogy, and she exemplifies that there. She's yeah. like a rebel to her core, because, you know, in the first episode, she's uh, disobeying her parents, you know, and, you know, and it's more for just, like, frivolous reasons, like, oh, she doesn't want to, like, fraternize at the party because it's full of, like, snobby uh, dicks like her cousin. And then we get to here, we get to the progression here, where she is... Well, we even get it with, with her and Obi Wan though, and how she exactly. gives Obi Wan attitude in yeah. episode two. Yeah, she rebels against Obi Wan because she doesn't fully trust him, and then you get to this where she's, uh, you know, even in episode three, she's rebelling against him with with the plan. Like he tells her not to talk, and she's like, "Oh, his his like our whole backstory to, uh, he who shall not be mentioned." But and that that's anyway. the best freaking part is the fact that she's able to sell it better than he was. 
Exactly. And now we get to episode four, where she's she's interacting with a very dangerous individual, as far as she knows, with Reva. You know, like this really scary Inquisitor who is threatening to hurt her if she doesn't like if she doesn't give up the information. And she's she's defiant to the end. She doesn't she doesn't volunteer the information. Even when she's scared, she doesn't say like like when Reva has her strapped into that torture chair and she's saying last chance princess and she she screams defiantly at her i'll never tell you oh, that's that's leia that's leia yeah. it's so good also, and also like i've got to mention her line, line. Uh, i am a princess of alderaan that's oh. so good <laughs> the, her delivery of that interrogation scene of every single line and her facial expressions the way that she's able to go back and forth between the pretending to be afraid and oh i'll tell you but let me talk to my dad first like oh, it was so oh great. my god he's just so good and then the, is this a staring contest as she's as she's <laughs> as reva's yes mind pro where it's like bro this i'm dead that was it was very very uh force awakens with um kylo ren trying to get the information out of ray and and failing in the interrogation in the you can see the look on Reva's face as well. It really gets under Reva's skin that this kid is resisting her and basically showing maybe not a greater amount of strength, but but arguably like more defiance than she might have shown when she was taken by the Inquisitors. And can I also say, Moses Ingram in this, like Incredible. each episode has been, she has been adding to Reva's development with her dialogue. Every word she says, all every line she utters hints more at her backstory because I think right, we there's so many minute episode. details that she puts into it yes, that is like yes. it's telling her backstory without yes. showing without showing it her yeah. back which is why the yeah. people that say all oh, her characters got no development again media literacy it's a yeah, yeah like are you not paying attention Pay like what attention. are you watching the episode while like fucking around on your phone no, remember, simultaneously lightsaber go burr that's all these people care about exactly <laughs> Yeah, because like with with Reva, everything with Reva. I was that youngling in the flashback at the beginning. Right. Yeah. You remember that yeah. flashback from episode one? That was me. I'm yeah. mad because Anakin killed my friends, and it's like we're gonna get the answer eventually. It's like all these people that are fishing for answers about Grand Inquisitor and how they think that Reva. there's all these retcons to the original Joe trilogy. And I think D it was actually Joby Harold who did the interview that was like. Wait for the show to end. Yeah, watch not the, show. the show. At this yeah, point, think, though, uh... speaking of Grand Inquisitor, I I honestly think it's going to end up being a Cobb Vanth and Book of Boba Fett scenario where yeah. one of the last things we see oh. is him either waking up from a coma or a back to tank or something, or we'll see him chilling in there. I uh, because still I just think don't think what we're going to get needed for the rest of the He's story. not, and exactly, that's the point. Uh, I, we, I know we discussed about it in the previous episode, but they did have to sideline him, and so the way I kind of expect it to go down is he is going to come back eventually. Somebody helped him out or whatever, and he's going to come back, and he's going to say, hey, Reba's the one that stabbed me. Uh, she's a traitor. And so that's what's going to give us a lot of additional conflict for Reba to you know tack on to the already lot of conflict that her character's been going through already and that i feel like is going to be really interesting because for me i think the most interesting thing about the show like obviously we know leo's okay we know ben survives 
we know what happens with most of these characters. We don't know anything about what happens to Reva. So the thing yeah. that I'm really most excited for is to see how that plays out. Does she leave the Inquisitors and end up assisting in the rebellion? Does she go off on her own? Does she leave the Inquisitors and become a secret apprentice of Vader, like the new Star Killer? Like we have no idea, and any of yeah. those can end up being possible. Does Obi Wan even? Because Obi Wan hasn't interacted with her like properly yet. Like they they've seen each other, but he's not actually said anything to her yet. So I'm going to be really fascinated. Right to see if he interacts with her in a more meaningful way. Yeah. yeah because I'm there, really excited. He hasn't gotten that chance to confront him about that yet. Exactly. I was kind of expecting them to duel at near the end for like two seconds. I was like, yeah, I did. I did think that we were going to get to see that. But also, yeah. I like the way it played out because obviously we won't get to it quite just yet because we're still early in the discussion but yeah yeah i, I like that scene the way it ended up going down yeah um, I, i'll just say tank, yeah. what i loved about reva in this episode or like her convos with leia it showed that she is so twisted and so evil but also the little tidbits that she keeps adding just make her sympathetic when she's like yeah. oh yeah i know all these feelings, right you have that's what i went through they broke me the same you have those villainous tendencies but beneath it all, to me, she just seems sad. She's and, scared, yeah. She right, that's scared what I think afraid. is my favorite thing about her. Yeah, it's like all the anger the is like masked by... Oh yeah, no, you go, you go. <laughs> yes, yes, Which that's yes. so good. Get to, that's one of my new favorite Vader scenes was that right there, but... More scary yeah. Vader. What I, I oh, mean, and then there was I love the scary Vader. Also, it's so very Vader. Hayden. That oh, was Hayden. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, Hayden to oh, yeah. That man is just... The fact that he was only ever in the suit for a single scene in the prequel trilogy, and he is able to portray Vader as spot-fucking-on as he has been in this show, it's just... Come on, guys, please. I know we've been starting to give Hayden the more of the credit that he deserves over the last couple of years. Give him more. He fucking deserves it. Oh, like, for sure. Okay, okay, okay. I got a theory. Uh... I know it's very Twilight of the Apprentice. I oh. don't know why. It would be really, really fucking cool if in, like, the final duel or whatever. Yeah, I, please. Like, fucking, he slashes, like, Obi-Wan slashes, uh... Oh, I, yes, would be, I, know you're going. I would be yeah. so okay with that. Same. That's I really want. Like, I, 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 don't want, want like, cool. I don't want live-action recreations of, like, Kenobi and uh, Maul... Or Ahsoka Invader, like I don't want those. Absolutely but not. That I would be completely okay with. Or, yeah, yeah. Like, Obi Wan just, just like seeing good... his apprentice's face it would, would be really be powerful. Such a, it just feels like such a good moment to sort of not redo, but for lack of a better term, redo because it's like it's Anakin and Obi Wan. Well, yeah. we were discussing that before more. we actually turned on. You know the recording about how it could be really interesting because again i i know we all expected more flashbacks in this show um they're still coming by the i way. still feel like they're absolutely coming it would yeah. be really interesting to me that if in that final confrontation between obi-wan and vader it is intercut with flashbacks it's like i know don said earlier whether it's like them sparring during the prequels or whether it's like they're on oh. like a planet that they also fought together um on um, during the prequels 
or wild. whatever. But I feel like that would just really add to the emotional weight of that I fight. Mean, Andrew Stanton did co-write episodes five and six of this show. Pain. Pain. Coming. Pain. And speaking of pain, there was a line that automatically made me think of Jake when it was when Reva went, I hope you like pain. And I'm like, bro, Reva's just channeling Jake right now. Oh, that tomb scene made me think of Jake too. Uh, But we'll we'll get to that. Also, Uh, that tomb scene. Oh, my God. Yeah. All the fucking lines about, like, no one's stupid enough to go in there. And I'm just like, mm, I don't know about that one, Chief. Yeah. Another thing I have to point out about Fortress Inquisitorius, I know it was a really, really big topic of discussion, is that it does look different than it does in Jedi Fallen Order. And I noticed today, if you look during that one really weird angle shot that they did, where it's like the camera would be at, like, water level and it's looking up at the fortress... You can actually see where that big middle cutout of oh, the yeah. fortress that was there in Jedi Fallen Order, it's been filled in. Like, they built more to the fortress. I mean, so that, that's I not just like a complete really redesign. Yeah, they yeah. built more to it. That's I sick. Always that's such like a were, great yeah. detail. I always thought they were shooting it from the side anyway in the trailer. That's what I assumed too. And I think that yeah. that shot actually is the first one we've really seen from the front. And yeah, again, it, it does still look different, but it's obvious that they're acknowledging that. And it's not just like, you know, like a kind of swept under the table redesign kind of thing. They're very much aware that it did used to look different because, again, the, the cutout that you see, it's exactly the same as it was from the game. But it's a different shade of black and it looks like it's slightly shinier than the rest of the building, too, which is why, to me, it looks like it was an addition that was like built on at some point. And it's just. Again, that's such a great detail that honestly, like, I I don't really expect from Star Wars right now. And so to see that, it's just, it's fucking awesome. This show is so cool. Blowing my mind, to be honest with you. Like, it's, yeah, it's not what, well, again, because I didn't know Leia was going to be in the show. So it's not what I thought Obi-Wan Kenobi was going to be. But I am I so glad it is no, like no what it is because we are getting me, we are getting the big things that we expected, ago. but we're getting so much more, and I love it. Yeah, oh, if you exactly. Me two or three years ago, like yeah, Obi Wan is gonna infiltrate Fortress Inquisitoris. I'm like, no way, man. <laughs> There's no way. No, again, again, I know it's something we've already talked about, but I feel like a lot of us just fucking assumed this show was gonna be six hours of Obi Wan being sat on the desert. Oh, yeah, I'm so glad it wasn't that. Because it's I'm like, you know what? Obi-Wan has been through enough pain. He needs to kind of like, he needs yeah. an adventure at the and very it's least, not like a Western. so much Tatooine overkill lately with Mando, Book of Boba yes. Fett, Rise of yeah. Skywalker. Like, it's time that we explore other planets. And I love that we're getting, sure, Nur has been in like Jedi Fallen Order, but uh, Dayu, Mapuzo, Mapuzo, and then Jabim, these are all Jabeem. new planets yep. for live action. Just to go back to your comment real quick, when you said, uh, the whole part of Fortress Inquisitorius being filled in, like, I'm assuming you mean, like, they tried to fix up some of the damage that Cal did? I would think that's the case, that's to be honest with it, you. Yeah. Probably, uh, yeah. Obviously, like, we don't have an answer. And I don't feel like this show is responsible for giving us one. So that's fine. But, like, again, it's just the detail and, like, the, the fact that they even cared 
enough to acknowledge that in such a subtle way it's like it's just it's that those are the kind of things that make star wars feel lived in in real and not just this story on my tv screen like those are the kind of details that make star wars feel like the pages of a history book are coming to life and i'm actually learning about this other galaxy far far away that is a real tangible thing that has happened yeah it's it's just refreshing because i'm again for the longest time that is not how star wars has felt to me like for the last couple of years star wars has very much felt like dudes playing with their action figures and with a camera because that's literally how some of the previous creators have described it and that's fine content like that is great from time to time but i mean George Lucas shot the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, he's even said, uh, uh, documentary style, because he wanted it to feel real, not like it's just this goofy story. And so, again, it's just those freaking details are they're, they're blowing my mind. And so even if the production value isn't perfect from every single episode and some things feel goofy or cheesy, it is legitimately perfectly capturing the essence of George Lucas's Star Wars in 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 every way and again it's blowing my mind it's genuinely insane because it's the absolute last thing i expected from a lower budget disney plus show Mm. i feel like we should give a lot of that kind of like the credit for that to the way deborah chow has like shot that shot the show you mentioned um you mentioned earlier uh andrew about the book of boba fett and I have to just like mention the somewhat hilarious parallel because the story opens with uh, Obi Wan getting dropped in a back to tank. Yeah, and we've got that lovely kind of like uh, cut between Obi Wan and Vader, both in the tanks. Dude, that but obviously, was yeah. Oh. But like we've had like a show where the words "back to tank" were synonymous with flashback. So like when that started, I presume everyone watching was like, oh. We're gonna get a flashback because that's what happened in the book of Boba Fett. And then, like the moment Obi Wan is, Obi Wan spends all of like a minute in there before he immediately hoists himself out. It's just for some reason that's just so funny. (laughs) He's like, no, I can't stay in here. There's gonna, there's gonna be a flashback. (laughs) I gotta get Leia. Where's Leia? And then it cuts to Fortress Inquisitorius. I don't know about you guys, but for me, that directly reminded me of finn going where's ray Ray? and then also reminded me of luke going where's han and it instantly cuts to kylo yes oh i was god i I, I know we've talked about it but for real they really are drawing off of so many last jedi parallels in this show that has to be why so many of these assholes are getting pissy on the internet because we're actually getting good Star Wars content again, and they can't handle what good Star Wars content. What surprises me, though, is I've seen several people that don't like uh, Last Jedi that really do like this show. So that makes me wonder, it's like, what? what is, why does this I agree, work, though, because I've seen people that like Last Jedi that don't like that Kenobi. like this show. What? And so, I mean, okay, obviously, yeah. yes. Again, you can like whatever you want to like. Like, we're not saying you have to like Right, this. we're not trying to police what people can like and i obviously like production value means a lot more to other people to be honest with you production value means a shit ton to me and even though the production value on the show has not been perfect when the writing is this fucking good i can't get mad 
Yeah, the writing is what sells it for me. Okay. Another thing also, that oh, go got ahead. a shout out, Christina Ariel. She was in yes. this episode. In the yes. background, the timestamp is six seventeen. Fucking perfect. Christina is now in fucking Star Wars canon. So happy for I, I her. Just, I didn't awesome. know Christina Ariel is a glup shitto. Christina, yes. Christina Ariel is a glup shitto. She's she gonna just be the keeps uh, winning. The next uh, SWE character of the week is when, whenever she gets a canon That's... name. Oh, oh yeah. Un- yeah, unidentified sure. path member is uh... any SWE yeah, Discord member Go vote. I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna go to the credits right now of episode four. To Let's see, what see. Her, uh... Tala. While we're talking about that, I want to talk about the paths real quick before Connor gushes about everything in Nur. Uh, one, uh, Tala is again becoming oh, God. one of the MVPs for me this Such season. Such a I, great character. I love, I love Indira. So I was so worried character. that she was either yeah. going to A, double cross him, or B, get killed by Riva in this episode. And I'm so glad neither happened. Because Can we talk oh, about yeah, that scene great. with her and Riva? Oh, it was so Bro, good. The thing that was the so good. The thing I love the most about that part was that like, she gave... Someone described it on a YouTube, on a YouTube channel. Uh, she gave her accurate info without giving her accurate info, and I'm like, it was like when Leia tells Tarkin that the rubble base is on Dantooine. I popped for the floor and mentioned, I'm like, are we getting Hondo at some point? And of course, that's just <laughs> Hondo. Ah, oh, that would be awesome. Hondo. If, he's if he's in the path, that would be so cool. But. Again, I and love her character. They are only interested in Kenobi. <laughs> every every like thing that she's done to help out Obi Wan in this show, I have ate up. I also really loved uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s character. I believe Roken, I believe, is his name. I Broken. love his Broken backstory is his name. of having a force sensitive wife that was either taken by the Empire or killed by the Inquisitors. That really affected me more than I thought I was going to. All of these path characters, I really like started to like, and their arc at the beginning yeah, is either they're even not Sully, who I, I don't did she she spoke what like two lines two I lines, think, yeah. but like the sadness you could see in her face after they they returned with no Wade, and they yeah. they just all yeah. sort of you know think about okay he's dead, yeah, and they don't have to say yeah. it. But I can, you can see, just see it on all their faces. I can and see Wade becoming Wade. Yeah. Oh, I can see Wade becoming Dude, a, funny? a big glup shit out because everyone is seems to be yeah. loving him. I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw him in the first shot, I was like, "Is that Eddie Redmayne?" Like, oh, and that, then I heard his voice. And I was like, "No, I it's not." That's when I want to turn the episode off. <laughs> but... Dude, you know what's funny? Like, I was talking about it on ninth last night. Uh, like. It's it's a domino effect. Like if Wade doesn't die, or something, um, the, the rebellion doesn't happen. Like straight up, episode four. Day. Like there's a domino effect timeline that you can chart. That like Wade doing That's what true. he did doesn't get doesn't get us to the original trilogy. 
and that's just so fucking cool to me. Also, it's very like, um, it's, I can't remember Rose's name, uh, Rose's sister's name. It's like Page, um, Page, Page, Deco's sacrifice. Because like, if Page doesn't do what she do does in the Last Jedi, then the bombs don't go off, and the rebellion doesn't get the resistance rather doesn't get away. So I it's literally it's, just tweeted that about that today. Page. Yeah. Um, people really so. don't give Paige enough credit like as one of the most important heroes in all of Star Wars because you're right if she doesn't do that they don't get away Poe, Leia, Finn Rose all die exactly. on Dakar exactly yeah. Yeah, so, and the I like that the story takes the time to kind of like mourn uh, Wade it just uh, I like the fact that the episode takes its time to mourn him just as the last Jedi took its time to mourn Paige, it it very much has the same kind of energy of of recognizing that this is a person who has given their life for this cause. It's just really right. moving, and, and it invests you in in these path characters that you're saying. I mean, Osh yeah. Oshi Jackson has Junior has one scene, and he acts the hell out of it. You can feel the pain and the regret in his voice that he had to lose his wife to the Inquisitors, and that yeah. that pause between him saying. You know, if you want my help, you've you've got it. I just thought that was that's powerful, man. He's a the, tremendous this, this which actor. Too, and he really is. I, I, I feel like we really need to talk about though how so far Kenobi's been able to take these characters who initially feel rather unimportant, which maybe that's just because we're used to like, you know, the Mando uh formula of going from place to place to place every episode, and so every character that you meet is there for an episode and then we move on from them. But it's really refreshing to have these, again, what feel like they should be unimportant characters delivering so much to this story and getting, it sounds goofy to say, not only their names, because we actually have names for these characters, but getting their backstories and getting to feel their real human emotions and having like emotional conversations about loss and the way that this war is affecting them and it's just again we, we've had these characters for an episode tala for two episodes now i want more stories about them i want a comic series about them helping jedi get through the paths yeah or maybe an animated series for whatever yeah. i mean it's gonna What's, be nice that hopefully we because like straight up i i saw someone there's two things i want to point out uh both reddit comments both good reddit comments not that's bad a rarity. Ones, which, that's is it is a rarity especially with star wars it is a rarity um one of them was like someone just found it really funny that like none of these fucking rebel cells just communicated with each other because every time they were going over like no one's stupid enough to break into fortress inquisitorius and i'm like Bro, you, you, you go go back five years and uh, you're gonna want to try to retract that statement. But it's just I like, really love that though. Like, I, I feel like like straight up, no one knows, and I kind of fucking love that because yeah. I get the assumption now that like Cal Seer and the crew don't really fuck with the rebels, right? And it just time. adds to the whole aspect of the rebels being the underdogs that we get in the original trilogy which uh, at times for me at least almost doesn't work because it's like okay they seem pretty organized they're pretty militarized they seem to know what they're doing but to see during the dark times how you have the sex of the rebels so you have like 
the Mantis crew. And then you have Saw Gerrera and his band of rebels. And then you have now oh, like the Bad Batch. And then you have, you know, these oh, individuals that are helping work the paths. And we know that Quinlan Voss helps out. And we have, you know, like rebels and um, the ghost crew. And it's like, it just makes it all that much more interesting to see them eventually all come together it's, and form yeah. what we know as the rebellion. It just, it, it, it adds a payoff moment to something that was never really meant to be a payoff. And that, that, that's just one of the best things that we've gotten in this last couple of years of content, I feel like. It's, it's really added just, to the story. It's also just really fucking funny that all they needed to do was just establish a line of communication. <laughs> Literally, be like, yo, what's up, homie? How's it going? And be like, oh, hey, it's going pretty good. I'm going to go shoot some stormtroopers today. Be like, no way, me too. Be like, wait a minute, you're. And it's like, wait a minute, you're. And it's like, yo, maybe we should do it together. Yeah. Why do I get the feeling that was Harris and Dula's first question when she started, like, working with Bail Organa? (laughs) Why didn't we do Dude, like, straight up, like, there's a reason. I, I, this is a this. It's not a conspiracy theory, but it's totally a conspiracy theory. There's no. There's a. There's a reason Harrison Duel and Leia Organa like didn't work together. It, it, there would be no powerful trilogy. Like, right. That would have been too up, powerful. Like Leia is a Jedi and Harrison Duel at her side, bro. Like Kylo Ren never been born. Actually, no. Yeah, maybe he wouldn't have turned into Kylo Ren. The Empire yeah. would have been destroyed. Palpatine would have been dead. And then, like, Hera would have found fucking... Hera and Leia would have found him on Exegol. Killed him again. Uh, it's just... Everything would have changed. Like... Yeah. It would have been Power duo hard. right there. For like, sure. It, it's, it's literally a power duo. Um, <laughs> I mean, people are like, oh, yeah, what if Leia was the one train? Like, we get that what if story of, like, okay, well, nothing... Like, the original trilogy wouldn't have happened. Dude, straight up, it wouldn't have happened. Like, she is... The way it did. Straight no. up ball. We no know way. Yoda wanted to train Leia, not Luke. There's very good reason for that. Yeah, yeah. We know we're why. Seeing more and more, we're seeing more we're and more reasons. More and more why that's the case. But yeah, I hope yeah. we get way more of these path characters like in the coming episodes. And like Jake said, I hope we get more of them in other story material, whether it be books or comics or anything, because I'm really enjoying them so far and getting getting like their names and their individual backgrounds is, is really helped a lot with me falling in love with these characters Tala especially like she is right aside from Leia and, it's and so Ben she is to the have MVP a of the show for name. it just it works and agreed even if like, it's a we're minor still calling background frog lady, character frog lady. people yeah. love frog lady and her name is frog lady even if it's just a minor background like, character there's something about having a name because then you you get connected to that character that's the reason why the clones having their own names in the clone wars helps you connect to them so much more to when if something big happens to them or if they tragically end exactly. up dying, it means so much more. And it really helped them not be nameless, faceless soldiers that they were in the prequels for the most part. Uh, but now I think we should get to uh, the the storming, the infiltration of Fortress Inquisitorius. First this of all... This is the comment I want to... I want to point out real quick, this person goes, if I had a nickel for every time a Jedi infiltrated Fortress Inquisitorius to rescue someone, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. The good old Phineas and Ferb reference. We love to see uh, it here. Heinz sure. you are my lover. Um, but yeah, Connor must have been in his glory this whole episode. Bro, I, I straight like, 
It's like that four. It's like the four lines of them just going like, "Yeah, no one's crazy enough to break it in the Fortress Inquisitorius." I'm like, mm, "Don't know about that one, Chief." I mean, I watched um, I love Star Wars too, Explains review, and he was just losing over the fact that Fortress Inquisitorius was like said out loud in a Star Wars yeah. show. Oh, yeah, yes. I was, I was, yes. Fuck. Now it's I know so it has wild. been a little bit of a topic of discussion that Natalie holds score. I'm not shitting on it. I love it. It does lack the use of already established light motifs. I would have loved to hear the Fortress Inquisitorious theme by Gordy Hab from the Jedi Fallen Order soundtrack because it is just one of the best tracks ever. I'm not gonna lie; it's so yeah. good. It would have been I, cool I to, to hear that. Can I just touch on the score real quick? Because I'll agree with you. Same. It is using, like, there was a great moment during the the rescue where they used Obi Wan's theme in the score. That I yes. was, that was the first time in this show where I was like, "Oh, here we go!" And I got excited. I've loved the score. To me, though, it feels like it just it's just there. You know, it doesn't right. stick out. I don't like have the urge to. Revisit certain tracks mainly because we haven't had the the soundtrack like, released yet. It's There's very but, supplementary. Nuts, nuts, nuts it doesn't elevate the scenes quite but as much is, as it. It's still does not very me, much. I really, I've, I've been really enjoying it so far. In, like it, yeah, she's an excellent composer, and like her Loki score is fantastic. And I, I'm, I'm lucky oh, it's here. The best Disney dude, Plus show. I'm her score. Now here's it's like yeah they are lacking established leitmotifs and stuff. I think. Well, I'm certain that we're going to get the Imperial March at some point. Like, I'm actually very much anticipating her. See, that's not one that I was disappointed the, with. People uh, were complaining. People were complaining that they didn't use Imperial March when Vader arrived um, in but episode three. This isn't three. the Empire. It's Vader. Like, right. I, I, I like, like the music she yes. used for that yeah. much better. It was so intimidating and dark, and it fit the scene very well. Yeah, and, and I and love the. Like, uh, again, I'm, I'm, not, the... I'm not complaining about the score. I really do enjoy it. it, it again, it, it is a little bit more subtle than I would yeah. like for Star Wars because, again, I'm used to the John Williams and the Michael Giacchinos and the John Powells, and they're booming in your face, aggressive yeah. music. That Very attention getting. Well, I remember when Rogue One right. came out, people had the same complaint: it, as, oh, why aren't they playing the Imperial the March when the Empire shows up and stuff like that? Like. It's different, and I'll appreciate that. But I, right. I'm very much looking forward to her music in, like that final duel with Obi Wan and Vader. Like that's gonna be great. But I do, I do really love the music she used when Vader is first revealed at the end of Episode Two. Like, yes, we didn't get the Imperial March, but it was haunting. That worked and, really well, I thought. And I'm just, it, it's a big fan. I will. I, I'm liking it. Another I'm track liking. I want to point out is the track that plays over the very last scene. Yes. When they get yeah. to the escape shuttle, that yes. music oh, yeah. is so oh. it's it's haunting and it's it melancholy and just it's moving. That right, that to me personally is the best track. That really to me was when I was like, yeah, that's fucking Natalie Holt because she is. She is a phenomenal composer. And even though I do feel like the first couple episodes, the score has been, I, I'm not going to say lackluster. Again, it just feels supplementary rather than elevating, which Star Wars music typically is. 
but that right there and then also when we hear the obi-wan theme when they're initially escaping off of the the landing platform those two scenes were where i was really like holy shit like Mm -hmm. that's what i've been waiting for and so that makes me really excited because these last two episodes the the way holt left off the music from episode four it just i i I, I really see yeah. her popping now, off these now, last two episodes. By the way, that Obi-Wan theme, I love it so much. It That's is one of so my new good. favorite Star Wars themes. I love the variation. It's so good. With it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the heroic variation that comes during Obi-Wan's I utterly adore it, scene. but it's literally the Spider-Man PS4 theme. <laughs> well, you know, I kind of <laughs> I get what you're saying. It has it has similarities, but I also like that it goes in kind of like because it. Okay, I don't want to go. It does go, go in a very different it. direction. Yes, but after I the love... first couple notes, it goes very different, and I really yes. like that. It has this kind of like because he incorporates the force theme in it a bit, but I love how it mm-hmm. starts with this kind of like this lone kind of like horn, uh, signifying the nobility of Obi Wan as this Jedi Knight, this lone Jedi Knight, and and the kind of like melancholy feeling that he's that he's alone initially, and then it gets like excited again and like more in that traditional Star Wars vein of adventure. And then before again taking the time to mourn and then finally going into this kind of victorious variation, which kind of symbolizes him coming out of this like kind of well of, de- of um, right, depression. Right, it could be a metaphor for the show in itself in yeah. a way. It covers his whole arc, his whole trajectory that we're Especially seeing Especially because the those first it. couple notes, even though, again, it, it, it is very, very reminiscent of the Spider-Man PS4 theme, the way it comes across in this track to me also reminds me a lot of the clone theme from the Clone Wars, just more, more so in the, the the instruments that it's used. It has, again, that very, like, warlike, like you said, like that low horn kind of sound. But rather than the, you know, do-do-do, like that upbeat, more like war-type music, it sounds like the battle's over and we lost kind of thing, which obviously is very fitting for this time period oh, and yeah, so the, the first well the thing that was repeated the first line in the trailer was the fight is done we lost right it's very and I, for that time again it's just th- that track really does feel very much like its own way of telling the story of this series obviously the series isn't over we don't necessarily know how it's going to end like i said we know how we know where ben ends up we know where Leia ends up they'll be fine yeah, but yeah. it is really cool to see that throughout it's, the Obi Wan cool. mm. Yeah, uh, now the actual like storming of the fortress was so cool. First of all, the underwater like I'm a sucker for underwater planets. Like they don't always look great, but I just love the aesthetic of that stuff. Like Moncala in the Clone Wars and, and Nur, I love it. Him swimming like to get into it, like how Cal did. Well, I mean, as I said in a video, I said... No, it's I a menace, I, too! Yeah. And I thought I was wet before, yep. is what I said. But, I mean... <laughs> but I loved how we got to see, like, some stealth espionage stuff. Tala helping him out. Her... Like, the tension there as she's trying to get oh, into yeah, there. And her yeah. continually being uh, interrupted. Having to take out a couple of The amount of times officers. that I thought she was going to die uh, was insane. Uh, I yeah, when Reva came in to interrogate her, I was I was legit. Even when she was and... sitting at the computer, and the guy was like, "You're not supposed to be stationed here. I need to see your identification. You have to come with me." And yeah. then it's like they turn the corner, and she's like, "Gotcha, bitch!" Like, 
She does that a well, couple times cool in this as, episode. What's cool as well is that we get to see kind of like what Tala would have been like as an Imperial officer, like asserting her authority and being kind of like snappish and stern with like the other right, Imperial officers. I'm a commanding officer and you will call me sir. Yes. I will not uh, have I my like, integrity question. Me. Did I say that out loud? Um, <laughs> you did. Like I'm at we just gotta start, start calling this show the Horty Podcast. Look, you <laughs> know... <laughs> yes. Um, but... The thing I also really like, uh, and this was definitely a direct reference to Obi-Wan doing the same exact thing in A New Hope, uh, where when he used... When he went in the little side... side um, gap thingy i can't i can't think of words today uh to hide behind those two stormtroopers walking down the hallway yeah and then he uses the force to distract them but to me but in this case he like had to concentrate even for just a second like that really shows that like you know he's still a little rusty yeah he's still trying to get back into it but like it's coming back slowly but right In between that moment, the moment on the ship with him struggling with the Force, those two moments were just the perfect build-up for the payoff of him finally being able to use the Force, like, for real. Yeah, and that was so cool. Dude, when when he deflects the blaster bolt to the glass, I was like, we're doing this again? Uh Yeah. Yeah. The the Fallen Order callbacks in this episode... For purge, not only just for the fortress and, and purge troopers and everything, but very specific beats from that mission on Nur in the game are yeah. at full display in this episode, and I, and I loved it. Uh, the the scene of Obi Wan taking out the stormtroopers in the dark, so oh. cool! Oh my god, so He's, cool! Like, I love awesome how every time Obi Wan ignites his lightsaber. The whole picture just turns like blue. I I, I just yeah. love that that keeps happening, and it was the such sabers a great have scene. such power with the way like obviously it's been the way they've done it since the Force Awakens with the actual on set light up props. Light up, yeah, instead of the CG. But seriously, ever since they've been doing that in Star Wars, the the sabers have such more like power and presence than yeah. they had. In the prequels, yeah. in the originals, I just it remember I love that. The opening night of the Force Awakens when Finn in the the fight with Kylo on Star Killer when he ignites that saber yes. for the first time, and then when Ray does it, just the, everything from the sound to the light up and just the the light of blue everywhere, it just makes for such great like moments. And Goosebumps. we're seeing that repeatedly in this episode is like the saber, the power it has, and not only showing like okay, this is. This is not Ben Kenobi anymore. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi slowly coming back. And he, it's taking a bit more effort to take out these stormtroopers. But he's getting there. And we see it by the end of the episode. But there's repeated talks of, okay, we think they're hiding something. We think they're hiding something. And then Obi-Wan gets to a room. And he discovers a tomb. And then this is when everyone died inside. Uh, pain. People wanted Clone Wars references hey. in this episode. We at, got it. At what cost? Yeah, but at what cost? Terra oh. Sanube. Oh. No. All right, well, Terra Sanube. If, if we want to think on the bright side, he's probably the best animation to live action translation uh, character we've ever gotten. He looked perfect. But he looked pretty good. But at what cost do we get it, Jake? 
<laughs> he <laughs> looked pretty no. good for a corpse. Actually, actually, nah, the best one is Bo-Katan, but that's pretty obvious. Because um, yeah, that's yeah, literally... Bo-Katan's pretty fire, Katie. too. But like, yeah. it's, pretty, like, yeah, it's, it's easy like, to translate yeah. Katie into Bo-Katan. Terra Sanube, we've never seen his species in live action before, to my knowledge. Um, oh, yeah, true. I mean, that oh, was so dark. It didn't hit it me was, at first, too. I was. was like, wait, hold on. And then I was so, like, oh, so no. I forgot I did see somebody like, point out hey. on Twitter. Um, I don't remember who. Damn. Okay, I'll have to find out and mention it next episode. Somebody pointed out, with all the shows lately, they, they all connect in some way. And we don't wait. really know how Kenobi does. Someone pointed out it might not be a tomb. It might just be preservation for science-y purposes. I did, yeah. I kind of remember Someone made a Jurassic Park reference and then it could be another cloning scenario. Yes, they might be using these dead Jedi to experiment with their Force-sensitive clones. Yeah, I think they're all just there. We, we've talked about it. I fucking hate Rise of Skywalker. Like, with a burning passion. I really <laughs> like that they're actually making an effort to, I won't say make amends, but make sense of the more confusing aspects of that film. Yeah. And even if it is just a little subtle thing like this, that doesn't detract from Kenobi's story, it actually elevates it by showing this. And it still helps make more sense of what I would call a less than satisfying story. I'm fucking happy with that. I think that's awesome. Yeah, me too. I, I would I love a short film of. Tomb. I would love a Indian short Fortress film. Inquisitorious. Oh, yes. like rah, cow. Right. Where the Such fuck a... was this in, in your in your? Yeah. Cal would have like Cal wouldn't have been able to cope. He would have liked. He would have touched the uh, just just one of them, and, and he would have experienced like intense like pain yeah. just because of his like force ability. Yeah, like so uh, there's probably a good reason he wasn't. He yeah, wasn't psychometry there. that would have been bad. Yeah, that I did been see bad. somebody on Twitter try to think that one of the characters in there was Seer. Yeah, I was, I was like, gonna bring that up to Connor. Are you fucking no, serious? I, I saw that. They don't look like, anything like Seer. I was like, yeah, I was like, you're dumb. Like that's there was also that. There was also that council member who has like the night the face that is just complete nightmare fuel. Oh yeah, his name is like something weird, Kajika or something like that. Cole, Kajik or whatever. The, the young yeah, Coleman Kaj. I was like, damn. Like, yeah, that was no, dumb. Was one of them, the, the petrified shock on his face. Was, was one so of them the, so the master grim. that we saw in the flashback at the beginning of the series, or or was I seeing? What was play? I'll have to. I'll I have to go back and look. I'll From what I, was I say. tell, oh yeah, Han, I do have the episode pulled up. I can. I do need to do a back a, a rewatch of that because they zoomed in on her, and I thought there was a tweet that made me just die a little, which was, imagine what Obi Wan is going like thinking in this watching here and hoping that he doesn't come across Ahsoka's corpse. Yes, Ahsoka. I. Oh, that got me. I was also kind of fearing because of what we got last episode that we were going to see dead Quinlan Voss. Uh, but thank God. Oh, we I was didn't. so afraid of that. Which no, again, I, no is... I, I don't think we would have because the thing that really tipped me off to him being alive is that in is that I almost said Indira. 
uh, Tala. Tala says he helps now and then, not he helped now. He helped. Right. I mean, I was yeah. hoping kind He's of that O'Shea Jackson Jr. was going to be Quinlan, but I, I mean, I am. I like his. I really like his character's background a lot in his backstory. So I'm just oh, fine yeah. with him being broken. And, and whatever he keeps saying on Twitter makes me think that he's going to have a bigger role in the show than just this one episode. So oh, yeah. he definitely will be in yeah, these last two episodes. That feels most definitely but going back. Like uh, like Jake said earlier, the these little characters, like the Path people, and like characters like Haja in the first couple episodes, have really, really worked for me, and the. The supporting cast really of the quick, show to me has the been Jedi great. in the tomb is not the same. They it's are not different. the same one. Side okay. by sides, they are different characters. Okay, I thought it might have been because I'm assuming that youngling was one of them from uh, the beginning, or just any random youngling on the temple. But still, just seeing it might the be youngling, actually the same youngling. Just seeing in it, the original training scene on Coruscant, where they're doing their movements. The Jedi in the back left, they look somewhat similar. So it might be the same kid. Interesting. Just it's not it the frozen, same Jedi Master. Just seeing its corpse frozen and propped up like that. Just haunting stuff. Like the Empire truly is brutal. Evil and brutal and just oh, can't get over morbid. the fact that someone's like, what if that's Jonda? No. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, no. like they'd spoil Jedi Survivor like that before the game even comes out. Like, oh, well, I know Sears yeah, gonna like, die in this. A, so. like, a, they're not spoiling that. B, that's not Deborah Wilson. C, you're just dumb. Like, I'm sorry. Now, what, what would have been actually. pretty cool is if they had Trilla in there. Uh, as just a that would have been so sad seeing Trilla. I would have that would have hurt. That would hurt so fucking bad. That would just take you would just have just take a fucking stake to my heart and just start plunging it in, plunging it in even more. It's like, oh yeah, Vader killed this Inquisitor that failed her. Fuck it. Let's encase her in a in a tomb gel. Like, all right, great. Guess I'll go fuck myself. Um, yeah. it's just, oh, but, oh God, God well, we got but yeah. can, I, can I just say, yes. I would love a short film, uh, maybe for, for like Tales of the Jedi season two, that's just after the war, Ahsoka or Luke finds Fortress Inquisitorious and they, they basically lay all those Jedi to rest. Oh, like, that would be I great. Feel like Ahsoka, I feel like Ahsoka would be the perfect person to do that. Yeah. But like have them both do it. Like have them both go there together and like lay all those poor Jedi's. You to know rest what would spirits. be really great too is because it's a water planet and you can't bury those bodies. But in the prequels, we know Jedi bodies are burnt. It would be really cool to see like Viking uh, memorial Viking ceremony memorial type memorial. thing uh, where they set them out to sea and they absolutely. shoot a flaming arrow onto the pyres as they float away. That would yeah. be so beautiful and it would be a tragic and which now I'm upset that we're talking about it because if any Lucasfilm creative ever listens to this, they can't use that you idea. You know what so. I just thought of and what I think might actually happen now is we're getting that Obi-Wan comic right now 
I think we might see a young Reva show up in that comic at some point. That would be crazy. I feel like that comic has to connect to the show in some way. Well, like I said, I thought that Garen character that was in the first episode might have shown up in this series at one point. But then I remembered Obi-Wan said that he hadn't seen her ever again. And that was, I'm assuming, way after this show takes place. But yeah, because I just thought, okay, that's an interesting yeah, character I, to randomly introduce, like another first love of Kenobi, which I legitimately have this comic in my hand right now so good. because I want to double check. It's phenomenal. I love um, Youngling. It's Obi-Wan, really good. By the way. He's my, I'm pretty my boy. sure though this takes place in the days before A New Hope, if I remember correctly. Like his journal, yes. like when he's writing the at the beginning, right? Okay, so, then, yeah. so literally, these written journals are right before he leaves to die. Basically. I have the trade paperback of the uh, from the journals of Obi Wan from the 2015 Star Wars run. I have yet to read them Damn. though, but they are. Dude, they're so good. They, they sound great. I read, that on, read them on digital story. a while back. And they're everything. great. I've read Charles Soule's Obi Wan and Anakin run. I really like that one. That's another great run. I yeah. still need to finish that. I can't. That's I think that one adds a lot more to Anakin than it does to Obi Wan. I feel like, but still, it it is just. It's really a really great story dynamic. about Anakin questioning whether or not he even wants to be in the Order at a really young point, and then he's Obi-Wan even fully and, intent yeah, on leaving. Fully intent on leaving, but then Obi Wan saying he's going to stick with them every step of the way, no matter what. And it's just a yeah. Really, Obi Wan was fully prepared to leave with him. It's a really nice story. Uh, but yeah. I think issue two of oh the new Obi Wan run comes out at the end of this month, which I'm I'm ash- upset that it's that long from now. But I, I can't wait to read that one. But back to the episode. I mean, hey, 2022 is the year of Kenobi, right? Really we have is. comic book run, we have the show, we have Padawan, we have Brotherhood. It's only June. Yeah, he's going to be in yeah. Tales of the Jedi. All right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, and I'm saying that this should be every year. <laughs> um, well, depending on how this show ends, yeah, I mean, very well could be. When we get Ewan as happy as he is right now, I'll take him in literally anything. I don't care. It's like, oh, he's in Rogue Squadron. The uh, quality of the show by this point? and yep. how much... Just seeing the quality of the show and how much everyone involved seemed to really love being a part of it and like you know the returning characters and the new ones together like fuck man give us more i I, i've never been one to make demands for these kind of things i'm not trying to be one of those entitled star wars fans i'm not gonna say we need this we need that we don't need shit all right Uh, give it to you and that man deserves it hayden give him more yeah Moses, bring just, her back for all the, the Star Wars. The show just has remembered. been, honestly, the best blend of the prequels and the originals that I think we've ever had, on screen at least. Just those oh, two eras combined, it really yeah. works. The whole episode, Reva keeps telling Leia, Obi-Wan's dead. He's not coming back for you. He's dead. You don't need to say anything. So when Obi-Wan finally shows up to rescue Leia, and how happy Leia is, like I thought... They told me you were dead. I thought you were gone. And he shows back up. I, I just love the little moments between those two. They are... It, this relationship is one of my absolute favorites we've ever seen. 
and then yeah, the escape uh, of Obi Wan with this big ass Imperial cloak on with the trench coat. No one batting an eye. Fifth brother walks right by him. No one even he's notices. He's so dead set on like on oh. telling off Reva and gloating that she messed up that he doesn't even notice Obi Wan right in front of him. That's that's hilarious. I love the Inquisitors and how their pettiness just gets in the oh, way of them doing is, their basic fifth job. Fifth brother's my fucking that's, guy. That's Your the dark side. This is her fault. The, like, he every- really is. He's great in this show. Like, okay, unpopular opinion. I did not fuck with Fifth Brother in Rebels. I found him kind of annoying and stupid. I fucking love him in this He's show. He's great. He's awesome. And someone said, oh, why is Seven's sister not in this one? It's like, there's too many hot people in this show. They wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, that would have been way too much, having Seven sisters. Sarah Michelle Geller in there, too? I'd be like, all right. Oof. All right, here we go. Um, it's always the season two. But before I forget about it, how could <laughs> I forget... Probably. The ultimate culmination of Obi-Wan using the Force again to stop the glass from breaking. Ah, oh, chills. He's, he fucking he's holding sends it. Oh, like, over the next, to the, like, and, the next window. And there are so many shatters. moments in this episode and last episode where I, I'm fairly certain Obi-Wan was prepared to die. Just yep. make sure Leia gets safe. Like, he probably thought... This was his last moment right here. But he gets away. And then seeing uh, the whole hallway flood. Ano- one, another great hallway scene. We're getting so many of them now. It's like, Can we like- talk about Deborah's directing in that scene, yeah. though, too? Her, her camera work in, in that scene and the, the blocking oh, yeah. that she used was just... Oh, my yeah. fucking God. My, that my- one shot, it, it stands out to me so much, is... As Obi-Wan blocks the bolt and uh, that breaks the door so that it shuts, that quick zoom as the troopers run towards the camera and the door shuts on them. Oh, it's yeah. Just, it's oh, so... my God. That was so clean. And just the whole hallway uh, shot is just it's so... The whole hallway scene is great. It's and great. it's like... like I've said this on Twitter. I, I sh- it's my personal favorite because it's Obi-Wan. But also yeah. because, like, also it's my very Jedi because it's like character on like the other. Two. My two favorite it genres does. It of really Star does Wars actually build character. Yeah. My two favorite yeah. genres of Star Wars are cool hallway scenes and lone wolf and cub adaptations, and this show has got us both of them yeah. so far. Yeah. So like, it's literally. I definitely agree with you, though. Like, yeah. for live action purposes, this is absolutely my favorite hallway scene. Personally, I have to think about him. I don't still. think anything will beat Maul in Clone Wars Maul season seven. Is, Maul always might be my favorite. Still, it's uh, amazing. And, and then Vader, just for the absolute shock of seeing it for the first time, like I will never forget me literally jumping out of my seat in the theater when that yeah. happened. Yeah, but seeing this... the Vader scene on opening night is one of like my peak Star Wars. Because movie going yeah, experiences, I was don't remember my reaction out. to the Vader scene. And then the Luke scene, and then like literally, I've said it before, but like literally, when the X Wing just flies into the finale, I'm like, oh, that's Luke. And I just had a straight, I just did not react the rest of the episode. I was not shocked. I didn't at all. either. He didn't care. I'm, I was complete blank face. I 
back. It's grown on me. It's grown on the me quite a bit. Completely opposite yeah, reaction. Yeah, I was going to say, I, was, I, like, I, no, I was freaking out. No. <laughs> I was like, no way. No way is that Luke. But like, just quickly, a bit back to Obi-Wan. It's amazing how a simple lightsaber twirl and a pose can make me yes. so happy. Uh, when he yeah. snapped into that when pose, he did the draw, and, like, yes. and the score just like triumphantly signaled that. I was like, yes, my dude's getting his groove back. Yeah. It was just... It was and the so way good. he almost makes that face too. He's like, "Oh, I'm getting back into it." Yeah, yeah. Right around, he's like, "Leia, and let's go." I, like, I love Leia the... gets to see that. I, Leia I, gets to witness his his return as a Jedi Knight. She gets so to great. see him like snapping into those defensive poses and like cutting through stormtroopers and droids. It's so good. It's just really cool, and I like how. Uh, the way Deborah Chow shoots it, like Obi Wan is is like starts off a little rusty, deflecting the the bolts, and he gets quicker and he gets more reactive as the scene right. progresses. You see his confidence return the more he does. You're literally watching character progression through an action scene. It's it's constantly building and it's really good. And it gets me super excited for the next two episodes for like what's to come on Jubeam because like. If this is Obi Wan here on Fortress Inquisitorius, what's he going to be like when he has to defend this these people who have like helped him when they didn't have to, yeah. and, and and now he's now he's not just protecting Leia, he's not just going to be protecting Leia, he's going to be protecting like the remnants of the, the Jedi Order. That that, him. Yes, and the remnants of the Jedi that he 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 thought for so long he was unable to help that he'd been unable to save. It's just, it's really cool stuff. And I, I just, love, I just the, love it. I love the way Deborah builds tension in this oh, scene yeah. too. Like mm -hmm. the quick shot of the glass crack, and I was like, uh oh, uh oh, is it happening again? And when it breaks, and then him finally using the force, and oh, it was so cool. And just seeing, like I said, seeing the hallway flood, and just seeing all the the stormtroopers and the purge troopers get caught in it as they. Obi Wan uh, gets to safety. Those purge trooper designs are sick. Yeah, no, they look. Yeah, really finally, get to see them in all their glory. I hope this so isn't cool. the last time we see them in this show because they looked really cool, and I, I, I'm hoping we get more. But we get I'd love to see them in other content of the Sovereign Protectors. Like, I think the same helmet and everything, and we know for a fact they're going to be a Jedi Survivor. We just know that. Oh, absolutely. Like, we get the. Uh, um, the escape, oh. uh, the aid of uh, Roken and his troops. Those ships really like the design of them. Uh, we do lose uh, Wade. Is his, that's his name, right? Wade. Yeah, yes. Wade. Yeah, he, he, he falls. But Riva, quote unquote, lets them escape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was no that way. Was not your plan. Yeah. Uh, but then no, we she get, was definitely covering. We get the best Vader scene. Oh my god, he just storms in. He's that like, aggressive What did Anakin I warn walk. you about? Lifts yeah. her up, about to kill Reva. And she's like, no, 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 I, I, I let him escape. I put a tracker in the droid. It was definitely her plan B. It was her plan B. Oh. No, her plan A was, I'm going to kill them right here. But Right. And then Fifth Brother is probably so done with her shit at this point that he's probably oh, that, just, he's just waiting. He's just waiting for his thing. He was smirking, and it's like, this man just wants... Have you seen that that meme of just the, the standee of the fifth brother? Like, uh, Lord Vader said it's my turn to use the Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've seen that. The That's one of Anakin in the desert, Obi-Wan, I threw up. I can't go to school. 
<laughs> I like the one of um, Vader sitting on his throne. It's like I am just, I am just sitting here. God. Yep. Uh, I, I'm, bro, I just I'm know just he's just here. waiting. Like, uh, uh, Lord Vader. Uh, I know someone that stabbed the Grand Inquisitor. Like, I just he's just waiting. He's waiting to get. Oh, as soon as the Grand Inquisitor comes back. And he's like, Reba stabbed me. The fifth brother's going to be like, I didn't do it. I mean, those other two Inquisitors, like, watching Vader just, like, release uh, Reva, they're going to be, like, pissed because, like, so many of the Inquisitors have lost limbs just for, yeah. like, just for failing Vader on stuff. And Vader just kind of, like, lets her down. I feel like Vader senses... Uh, something with Reva because he he says I will tolerate your weakness no longer, which which to me suggests that he senses that Reva is is conflicted. That for all of her like her front of anger, she is ruled by fear, this desire to just simply survive. And he's I feel like he's putting her to the test because he's he's intrigued because the fear that she has deep down kind of marks her out as different. In a way, from the other right, and that That's relationship with Vader, yeah, that relationship with Vader is what almost makes me think she might end up taking that Vader apprentice role because obviously in canon we've never seen that. I mean, Dooku had however many freaking apprentices he had, so we I mean, we know that like the the secondary Sith have taken apprentices before and you know preparation to overthrow their master, and we know too. Anakin's always kind of had that idea in the back of his mind ever since he became Vader. So it would be really interesting if, you know, say we do end up getting that dude, if we get like rumored season Reva, two. If Reva gets if Reva becomes Vader's apprentice and then she like Yeah, Reva becomes I, I canon don't think star happen. I don't think I don't it will either, happen. I, I think she's gonna get redeemed. Sick. But like if she became Vader's apprentice and then survived the whole original trilogy and then looped back around to like fight Ahsoka in the Mando Plus shows, oh. that would be cool. But like I was gonna say quickly what I will Yeah. I was gonna say, where do we stand on Reva Rena? Do we think she's making it out of of the series alive or I hope so. I hope Probably. so. I those rumors about a season two have me optimistic that, that makes she will me a bit survive. optimistic i think yes i don't know i just yeah there was something tells I've me heard, i like there was rumors about that uh, have added on to rumors of like they've changed a few things with her fate my, but again i don't i would love it if she did but maybe maybe lesson. the season ends Kind of like a Grand Inquisitor way with her, a bit open ended, where we don't know what her fate. Kind of like Moff mm. Gideon at the end of Mando season one, where we think he's dead and then he pops it at the end with the dark saber. I could actually, I could see that happening. Maybe she shows up in something else down the line. But I mean, I, I'm enjoying her character. Cool. I, I want to see more. Yeah. And if she does, if they do go the redemption route, that would be cool. I just don't know if they could fit that in two episodes, and it be. I just really or don't want them done? to kill off another I, yeah. villain I, character. We've gotten it with Kylo. We got it with Trilla. Uh, yeah. In and Legends, obviously, I, that was Starkiller's whole character. And it would so obviously it's like really, really bad in light of all the the hate that yeah, Moses or Yeah. We won is what they'd be probably saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to I mean, us. Like okay. this wasn't Maybe filmed that, a year ago. They could they could be have a men okay, if there really is a season two and the original plan was to like kill Reva off, I'm I'm gonna say it. I I I wouldn't shock me if because obviously we still have the other two episodes to go, but if she makes it out and it turns out they've re redone 
the last episode, it wouldn't shock me if like just the sheer hatred that Moses had to deal with, which was just not okay in any way, just horrible, vile abuse. I wonder if that influenced influenced them. Yeah, I wonder if it influenced them. Well, you know what's interesting is typically, typically these shows are completely done about a month out from the premiere. Natalie Holt tweeted today she finished the score for the last episode oh. yesterday. Oh, so maybe oh, yes, that's maybe they were saying in her tweet. So I maybe they yep. So they could have been oh. reshooting something. They could have reshot like an that extra. That is scene. really late to finish a score. I mean, that last okay. episode comes out in two weeks. They, but we have the volume. We have we have the ability to like. They have the ability right. it's to not hard. do that. It's not yes. hard to do that at all. Yeah. Because I already feel like the show is gonna end. Because given how Ewan is so enthusiastic about about coming back, he as everyone, wants to come back. He I think the show is gonna so end. The show is gonna end with with dangling the possibility of it'll leave it open for for Obi Wan to be more involved with the fledgling rebellion because there is that rumor about him appearing. In the Cassian Andor, Andor show, in Andor, yes. oh, that it'll appear into a please see that happening, but I it could be wrong. I, I think it's I think with all the rumors of a season two that we're seeing and the possibility of of the ending having Obi Wan, you know, basically being left open to take part in in the path, be a part of that network. Now, I think that's very possible. I, I'm I find it very possible as well because the thing about this show that I think a lot of again we talk a lot about the expectations that we had going into it. One expectation is that a lot of people kind of assumed they would find Obi-Wan on Tatooine. They still don't know that's where he's been. Yeah, that's and they, the they handled that really So well. he could leave whenever he wants and come yes. back whenever he wants. He does yes. not have to stay there anymore. They don't know he they don't know Luke's there too. That's the thing I think right. I love a lot about the first episode is like those two things were set up and it's like, oh, this is really interesting. Because it's yeah. like, we know, we all know for a fact, the show's going to end with him going back to Tatooine. It's going to end with him going back to Tatooine. There's no way it's not. It turns out I'm wrong. It turns out no, I'm I think I think it, it um, definitely will. What? I've completely eliminated all expectations moving forward because every expectation I've had about this show, this show, has essentially been entirely wrong. Yes, yes, because I said last episode. I'm so 22. glad that that's the case. Yeah, because yes. it's so much I remember, better. Uh, I remember that like uh, interview or whatever, or that little tidbit where Ewan McGregor was like, "Oh yeah, I used to. I, I watched like people's reactions of like where they thought the story was going to go," and he's like, "And and mostly they're they're wrong." And I'm like, "Ewan, I I love you. This is great." Um, it's just the fact that he's like, yeah, you guys are wrong. Like, yeah, because I um, thought it was going to be all in Fortress Inquisitorius for the finale. I thought that this episode would be like just Obi Wan so reflecting on Jabine. Okay, one theory I have, another theory I just want to put out there that my co-host Jared put out there. Uh, my co-host Jared from Knights of the Nerd Republic, he said that he think he's theorizing that the reason. Um, Reva has it out so bad for Obi-Wan is not just only because of Vader, but, like, also probably because she was a youngling at the temple. Probably Saul 
Vader himself, like Anakin in the flesh, like wrecking shit and like being traumatized by it. And, you know, sort of she loses everything for she's as she said in this episode, everything was taken from her. Yes. And so then she finds out that Obi-Wan was that dude's master. And it's like, yes, I've said this episode one. So I'm going to try to ruin yours. Like, I want you. dead. Yes. I have um, said this from episode one. I think that part of the reason Reva hates Obi-Wan so much is she blames Obi-Wan for creating Vader. And she knows she can't yeah. do shit about Vader. Nobody can do shit about Vader. No one's she as can, strong as Vader. She can other do than something the about Obi-Wan. Right. She can do something about Obi-Wan. She can kill Obi-Wan. And to her, obviously, she's a bad guy. She's a villain. She's fueled by anger and rage and hate and all that. Does she that mean we're going to get like a... Peace. Does that mean we're going to get a flashback of like seeing Hayden in full Sith mode, like fighting I Jedi, like fighting, fighting Stindralig in the background? Oh, I might die, dude. If we see, I Order feel like we might. Perspective, that would be nuts. <laughs> that would be insane. My other theory is that maybe again, I don't know. Maybe they go to another planet before the end of the show. But my fi- my my theory for the their fight, their f- actual rematch is it will be on Jabin. I think that makes a lot of sense. I, 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 think would, be, I, I would be totally I, cool with that. The concept design art still makes it seem like it was like a volcanic planet. So I still think Mustafar is where it's gonna be, but Well, so we don't know that Jabim isn't volcanic, do we? That is, no, it's, we don't. It's rocky, and there's, it's, okay, from what I remember from the Legends comic, because I read an issue of it, it's it's a rocky planet that has a lot of rain on it, but they could have changed the design, because this is its first Ooh. canon appearance, so it could have a very, it could have a lava-y type look to it, but right. I, I'd be Right, they, they have changed other planet designs, I mean, um, yeah, I, changed... I'm always blanking on the freaking name. What's the one from Mando, uh, The Tragedy? Where Grogu sits on the Jedi rock. Oh, just um, Tython. Tython. Yeah, Tython, Tython, yeah. That, Tython, that yeah. used to be like a rainforest, and then they just made it. I mean, obviously, they. I know why they did it. It's because the California shows don't really like to leave California, but they, they just they just made it like a random backlot in California. Tython that used to be a rainforest, right? So we we've seen planets go through changes, other than like what they looked like in Legends. So I, I guess they could do that with Jabim as well, because we've only ever seen what I assume is under the surface. Yeah, that would make a lot. That would be that would be interesting for sure. I, I think we're probably I've said it like last two episodes, but I think this is when we'll probably get a flashback for the for the next episode because it makes sense. I think either Obi-Wan will go into the back to tank again, like like with Book of Boba Fett, or he will talk to Leia about it and as he's telling her about like a battle that happened here uh he he will be reminded of like when he and Anakin fought on Jabim hopefully we'll see like Rex and Cody and not the flashback I mean it won't it won't I won't be sad if we don't see it I think you know the show's going so well that like bare minimum all we need is like Ewan and Hayden just like right I completely made peace with that if we don't get flashbacks I won't be upset which is interesting because would be, would, I would find it so fucking funny if we didn't. I mean, so I don't know if I would be upset. I would say missed opportunity, but I yeah. wouldn't 
I, I, yeah. I don't think it would it wouldn't ruin the show for me because I obviously wasn't going in with no. Oh, I, this I is a live action Clone Wars. I just yeah, I just think like I think it would really benefit some of the, the right. show. If there's a time to do it, it does feel like now. Yeah, like, like, I don't I'm not feel like huge, there's like, many other opportunities. Every show to do that. needs flashbacks, but I think the show could really like it would make certain things hit more, especially if we see like Padme or. Ahsoka or clones like that would work, but I'm not going to be like, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, okay, here's my question. Cause I, I think Satine might get a mention, maybe not by name, but a subtle mention, because we know that Satine is the reason that Obi-Wan goes by Ben because Satine used to call him Ben. I feel like Obi-Wan might bring Satine up to Tawa because I feel like she might be, the Satine of this show, if you get what I'm saying. Didn't somebody say somewhere that she was originally more of an Obi-Wan love interest before some of the rewrites? I think yes. so, yeah. but to me, it still comes Indira off Vama like... Said it. it still comes yeah. off like she's a bit of a love interest, but not like in your face. I, 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 mean, I very much Indira feel like Vama, she is developing here. feelings for Obi-Wan, whereas Obi-Wan is, is like, Obi-Wan. He's, he's like, he is the or the Leia? Jedi. That is it. This man is a blood. Right. Yes. And so because Satine obviously died many, many years ago, I don't think that he would go on with anybody else because he's, again, very dedicated to being a Jedi or mm-hmm. was and then lost his way and I'm sure will be again by the end of this oh. show. Oh, last episode, obviously, but can, this whole Obi-Wan, that, that scene from last episode where Obi-Wan says that he wishes he was Leia's dad meant that he had feelings for Padme. Shut the fuck up. That is not yeah. at all what oh that God. scene meant. I, I tweeted that and said that's that's not Jesus at all what's Christ, happening in I the love scene. The anger here. Oh no, <laughs> like if you thought that like, again, you the are media just, literacy again, thing, guys. Get some Oh, we wanted you know that many wanted to, to fuck Padme and Anakin was right. No. It meant that no. <laughs> so that Leia wouldn't have to know the, the truth about no. and her that's actual the whole father. Reason that George Can't cut that this. bit from Revenge of the Sith is because it would have justified the things Palpatine was saying, and he didn't want any of the things that Palpatine was saying to be justified. Like, yes, so Obi-Wan if that was the case, that would go Padme, against all of that. But not in that way. No. Yeah, it's like, it's. Uh... I wish I was, because this would, be a, this would be a much easier answer for you to know than what the actual yeah. answer is. But, right. To tell you the truth that your dad is in actuality this, like, like, Scary dude. You know the guy that you know the guy people. that tried to your, kill your me on Mapuzo? That's him. That's your yeah. father. Yeah. yeah. I who like snapped a teenager's neck like it was a twig. That's like yeah, that's your dad. Uh, Which I, I, I saw someone say something very interesting is this like imagine the way Vader Anakin felt when he found out about Luke being his son, and then obviously later Leia being his daughter, and thinking about all of the sons and daughters and fathers and mothers that he killed throughout the years, because to him, he, he just thinks he, he doesn't have any of that Yeah. at this point. None of that matters to him. So later on, that, that that's an interesting. That's heavy. Oh, I really like that. Again, I, I hope that we do get one moment in their As final confrontation ready to his character where maybe it does look like, like there's a there's a brief second where 
the Anakin of old comes back and then Vader immediately consumes Well, see, we still do not have an explanation of the whole Obi-Wan once thought as you do line. And this show Mm -hmm. really seems to be making connections to things that didn't necessarily connect between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. There were a lot of lines in A New Hope that it's like, hmm. Yeah, and Return of the Jedi as well. With what we saw. Yeah, Return of the Jedi. Absolutely. That's been my driving force behind why we needed an Obi-Wan and Vader rematch to have that moment where Obi-Wan makes the the bid to him to to come back to the light. Just that once. Again, right. Like I'm set. Which I almost wonder, we still don't have an explanation to that when I left you. Hmm. Vader never left Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan left Anakin, if anything, when he left for Utapau, and then that was the last time he actually saw him. And then he left him on Mustafar as well. Vader has never left Obi-Wan, so I almost wonder if that's how this show is going to end. People always make a big deal about retcons and stuff like that, but honestly, just a few quick scenes or dialogue or explanations can just fix everything, honestly. Exactly. It's Yeah. Yeah, I think the only the whole it's always like a self-made issue. It's always people making a big deal out of something when really, like, if the show changed something small from A New Hope, but it did it in a way where they explain it and it goes, okay, yeah, no, this still makes sense. This can still work with the context of the of the original movie. Like, it, for the most part, though, retcons aren't inherently bad. A lot There's of the prequels that... were retcons. C-3PO right. being built by Anakin was a retcon. Obi-Wan right. so not having Yoda as his original master elevate... was a retcon. Absolutely. Right. When you have That's them that fair. elevate scenes and moments and characters... Even Padme dying fine. in childbirth There's was a retcon. wrong with that. Because in Return of yeah, the Jedi, originally... Leia mentions yeah. knowing her mother. Knowing her birth mother. Remembering her mother. <laughs> nope. What if Obi-Wan tells her about her? I'll cry. If, especially if that leads to <laughs> new Padme Amidala footage, uh, Andrew will be in tears in the fetal position if that happens. Uh, I'll, I'll be this sad SpongeBob uh, gif in, but, in the in the crusty crab. <laughs> but speaking of tears in the fetal position, can I talk about this ending shot real quick? Uh, oh, the, the hand oh holding. God. I said it's it's one of my new favorite. Obi-Wan Kenobi and the score scenes. The, the score is score in that scene. She reaches out, grabs his hand, the look on Obi-Wan's face and then he oh my god. It's again, it's someone said this is probably the first time he's the last time he felt something like this was when Satine died in The Lawless. And that right there just utterly destroyed me. And it, it's so moving. It's so moving, and it just shows that this little girl that he, th- this mission he didn't want to go on in the first place, who now means so much to him. And again, all the tweets of this makes Leia naming her son Ben mean so much more. Because uh-huh. in The Force Awakens, it's revealed his name is Ben, and we're all like, oh, Ben Kenobi, got it. And obviously, Leia and Obi Wan, they had. They knew that each other in some way, but it means so much more now that no Ben Kenobi is 
the, the the Jedi that rescued me when I was a little girl and that, you know, made me believe in, in hope and all that stuff and saved me at my lowest. And, oh, my God, it just... That moment for, also just proves that Leia needed yeah, Ben just as much as Ben, as ben needs her. needed Leia. And, like, and for they're, they're that, very much dual protagonists in this show, mm-hmm. and that's just awesome. For, to me, you know like... What I also really like is that, like... Reva basically says his her re, his real name to Leia, and she doesn't really like react to it. Yeah, which I found interesting, but it's also like when um, Luke says Obi Wan Kenobi, she's like who, oh, and then he says Ben Kenobi, and then she's like Ben Kenobi, where like, is yeah, he? Ben? Um, yeah, that's it's so nuts also, how that how that lines dude, up now with with Carrie Fisher's reaction in A New Hope. It's amazing. Dude, there's so many. The thing I, I saw a tweet thread about this, like a, a new hope because of Kenobi, like we all we already kind of knew this intrinsically, but like because of Kenobi, it's made even more apparent. Like this is the beginning of Luke, and this is the beginning of like Luke's arc, sort of the middle of the re- middle of Leia's arc. But for Kenobi, this is the just far end. This is the end of it. Like this is what it leads to. It oh really God, makes stupid. that whole payoff moment of him finally seeing Luke and Leia together oh. so much more impactful. Bro, now that he knows he's able to home. make he was Same. able to make a real impact on both of their lives and now they're together and he's gonna they like, Fuck yeah, can continue on his mission. That is just Oh my god. Crazy. When this show's like, dude, over my... and I do a Revenge of the Sith, Kenobi, and then a New Hope watch through like in that order it's gonna again the thing that i love about these shows and all the supplementary material is the fact that it can elevate stuff that in a new hopes case has been out for 45 years and make you look at the movie in a whole different light now mm-hmm. i love it i love that stuff like this can exist and keeps coming out and can make you i think we're gonna have to do like a 10 hour podcast live watch episode of that of us going yeah I'd be revenge of the sith down. all six episodes and then <laughs> a new hope. and then a new i mean hope. there's a so okay so my other theory with the final duel is that like if the twi like let's say you know he destroys part of vader's mask or whatever uh i would not be shocked if uh that, that's the moment when obi-wan is like bruh get the fuck back to the light and vader's just like no we have to have that moment me. because they really haven't conversed all that Indeed. much other than the very very brief lines that they shared before the last fight which that was largely fueled by obi-wan's fear of anakin in that moment and now that he's and getting uh, his confidence back i could really angry. see him right being able to be like anakin come back you bitch stop being so pissy i hope I he know says you wear it, black clothes now i hope but... he says it exactly like that honestly like, anakin, <laughs> back here you little bitch <laughs> anakin like oh dangle dangles his saber like anakin's old saber in front of him like shakes it like keys look like, what i got here look what I got. you almost you got it remember you this? gotta be quicker than that you gotta be quicker. You gotta be quicker than that. It's if like, we get like an Obi Wan, like, right now I'm gonna throw sand at you, dude. Imagine if like Obi Wan, uh, the first thing he says when he sees Vader again is "Hello there." 
Like oh. if Obi Wan oh. just goes you gotta, full Obi Wan mode, it's it's the line is coming at some point. Like we know, oh, it is. It's going shocked. to be uttered. Like would, that would be. Doesn't, but at the same time, if it does, I w- like I won't be shocked if it does, and won't be shocked if it doesn't. But I don't know. Um, I, I feel like that's just like a oh. given with how much like that has been like the definitive prequel meme, and the mm. fact that he's yeah. he's acknowledged it and he like opened celebration with it. It's happening at some point. I mean, we got hello last week. I also really feel like this last fight between the two of them is going to be that perfect blend of like prequel style epicness and deep emotional, meaningful conversation between the two. Because obviously, Battle of the Heroes, that story was very much told through their emotions, right? Their, Their fighting styles perfectly mirrored each other. They were able to completely, you know, reflect each other's moves up until Anakin let his dark side arrogance overtake him, and that's why he ultimately lost. So they didn't need the conversation necessarily during that fight. I feel like this second fight between the two is really going to embrace more of that debate between the two of them rather than just be another big flashy show of choreography and that is probably the thing i'm most excited for more than like actually seeing them fight again is hearing what they have to say to each other and what ultimately comes of that remember last yeah. week you said that they Those. had like the saber training for this show was more than the prequels so i feel like it's yeah. going to be a big big fight which is why anyone that's like oh that's it last week it's like buddy there's there's Nah. Right, you had to know. No, nah, that was that was the was not the fight. That was the no, appetizer. That was that was the hold on. Obi Wan's gonna get that was knocked the bread out his before ass before you get the appetizer. Exactly, yeah. and that, which and then next he's gonna knock Vader on his ass. Oh yeah, or like or at least and like I, I don't nah. know. I, I think, think I think be a draw. Oh, I think it's gonna be a draw. I think Obi Wan will be. I think Obi Wan's gonna. I think Obi Wan's gonna dominate this fight. I think Obi Wan. I think he'll come in on the high ground. <laughs> imagine if like think, he enters I think Vader's gonna fight. win I th- imagine if he enters the fight and he's like standing on the high ground like they, they don't even they don't even he doesn't say I have the high ground but he enters the fight on the high ground and that just like pisses Vader I think, off I think what we're gonna have to do is I think we're gonna have to place bets before that fight uh, and, yeah. see, Ooh, yes. and see who wins. It's just going to be a 45-minute-long high-ground competition where just they see who can jump the higher platforms yeah. the whole time. They <laughs> never actually clash sabers. But Riva, at the end of the episode, before we wrap things up, did the most evil thing that she's done in the entire show. She put a tracker in Lola. How dare you? I can't believe she did this to Lola. Now, when her eye glowed red at the end of the episode, I'm like, no! They're going to have to destroy my child. That was pretty chilly. How how ballsy of Lucasfilm to create this droid character, make you, like, the cutest droid, and make you be like, oh, I want a Lola. Yeah. And then basically reveal, reveal, like, uh, four episodes in, oh, yeah, this droid is probably going to get smashed. I this did, droid is going to go creepy evil. It's like evil if they made BB-8 get evil in episode 8 and then like, yes. killed him in episode 9. I have, I have yet to order the, uh, 
the like remote control robot Lolo that they showed off at Celebration just because I, I have a feeling that's going to be like 8000 bucks. So I, I didn't do that. But my friend was like, oh, look at this cute little Lola plush that they're releasing at Target. And I may have ordered it. Um, you yeah. may have. I, I, I may can't have let it. myself buy anything because I'm I, still banking on yeah. like eight to ten more Black Series figures. I, I may and... have lost my debit card last night and then found it later in the night. So I may have had to dip into my PayPal for, to, to buy that Lola plush. But I, I, I may have ordered it. Um but we're not going to talk about that because I'll be here for Capitalism another Capitalism is cool when it's plastic Star Someone Wars thing. showed a link for Dark Ray's Saber and it was like, I was like, I got to get this. Then I saw it was 550 bucks. So I'm like, ah, on second thought, I'll just look at it. I'll just look at the picture <laughs> online. Just, sometimes yeah. the pictures on my phone are just as nice. I'm like, if someone wants to, you know, launch a GoFundMe so I can get this lightsaber, I'm not going to say no to it. But like... Can I warrant dropping 500 on that? Have I bought three lightsabers this year already? Yes. Um, yeah. So I think. Do I need a fourth? Yes. yes. If any of you listeners would like to support so, our yeah. buying. Yes, exactly. Needs, we'll we'll yeah. create a For the Republic podcast PayPal and we'll drop it next Please. episode. Y'all can send so however can much get, money you like. So I can order my third okay, Kenobi Black Series. Uh, from this series because I already got the first one. I know they're going to do one for this outfit and I need it. Also, shout out to Deborah Chow for giving Obi-Wan different outfits throughout this show and not wearing the same thing. That's just really refreshing to yes. me when characters change their clothes. It makes it feel real. Uh, and it's also a great way to sell toys. I know which people George call Lucas it an action really figure appreciate. grab thing, but like it really isn't. Because I mean, yeah. it's contributed to his character every time he changed costume. But yeah. also, it, the drip it, this episode. But also, it does make more action figures, which I am fine with. Give me the old days it of eight up billion my shelf Kenobi and it variants. Makes me happy. And I, I know I, I, I wasn't able to pre-order the Tibidon Station Obi Wan, but I know if I'm not able to pre-order, I, it, I will in fact drop fifty on eBay just to get that one because I. No, am no, no, desperate. Andrew, Andrew, I got you. We are gonna like. FaceTime and go target hunting go the target, day that they drop. And I'll find just, yes. just Queels and Return of the Jedi Landos and nothing else. Probably, but I got hella lucky at my local target when the Clone Wars um, ones were coming out last summer. So if I find one, I'll make sure to ship one to you because I have my own on pre-order already. Beautiful, beautiful. Alright, so that was a sneak preview of our upcoming For the Republic action figure podcast. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I actually pitched this we idea pitched last week. I want to do it. It's just we got to. I want to do it too. In the future, no, we glad. will. Um, I, have, I have a bunch of black series. I, I have some ideas oh that God, I'll be pitching so to you guys behind the scenes. Um, but we've gone quite a bit, so I feel like we should wrap things up for this episode. Overall, the people that say this one was filler, I, I don't get it. To me, this one was. I don't. I don't know if I would call it my favorite. But it, it's it's up there. It, it was my it favorite. It was your favorite. I'll say it's yeah. my favorite. It's it like was so much full fun. on. It was so great. It was my favorite. From the production value to the acting to the story to the action to the new characters introduced. I mean, that's something I feel like we didn't touch on a whole lot. And yes, we do want to wrap it up because we're going on two hours, I think. But like, holy fuck. Shut up about the production value of this show now because this is the best a live action Star Wars TV show has ever fucking looked. This this episode was just gorgeous. Yep. Doug yeah. Chang and uh, Todd 
I can't pronounce that. I can't pronounce his last name. But he worked on Last Jedi, so. Yeah, uh, that's I, why. I, I have nothing but good things to say about this episode. Uh, I cannot wait for next week. And the further and further we get to Obi-Wan Kenobi being back is just... I can't wait. So, it's wow. so good. Thank you for joining us for another installment of our Obi-Wan Kenobi recaps. We went very long this week, but... There's just so much good stuff to talk about. Uh, see us back here next week for our recap of episode five. Cannot wait to see what happens next because it is going to be... We don't know what's happening now because everything that we knew was going to happen has happened already. So it's pretty exciting. So uh, where can the good people of the internet find you all before we uh, head out here? Okay, you can find me on Twitter under the name at uh, Donovan Mead. Uh, I post a lot about Star Wars, uh, also occasionally politics. You can also find me on YouTube uh, under the Donline Dude name. And uh, I also uh, write for SWEditorIG.com. Uh, yeah, you write and I had a story drop uh, just last week for uh, as of the time of this recording. It's called Scars of War. Uh, it was a lot of fun to write. Uh, it's if you like the Obi Wan show, you 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 might find something to like here. It's about uh, it's about a clone trooper and a Jedi knight, both of whom have survived Order sixty six, and uh, just like dealing with their trauma of what they've lost and what they went through and. It's yeah, it was just really, really cool, and I have to shout out uh, Jake for his fantastic cover art. Yeah, it's available on Star Wars Editor. You can read it, uh, download it to your phone. Just yeah, it it was a lot of fun to write. Uh yeah, Jedi Jake uh, double underscore on Twitter. That's me. Um, same as Don. It's mostly Star Wars. I do occasionally talk about politics as well because. Fuck America. I also write for SW Editor IG. Um, I don't really do articles anymore. I used to say that I still write articles, but I haven't written one since 2019, so that would be a lie. Um, but I do write stories, and I have, I believe, three coming out by the end of the year. And as Don said, I got to do the cover for his dope-ass story, Scars of War. Um, and so, yeah, check out the website and all the cool stuff that we got going on. I believe, actually... We just passed the one-year anniversary of the SWEF being a thing, and Don's story was our 10th one, um, so there's a lot of great stuff that y'all can go read. And um, check out the Star Wars Editor Discord, because that's where we all hang out, all four of us here. Um, and I believe Chloe's also in the Star yes, Wars Editor Discord the, as well. Yes, all of us are, so, are a part of it. Yes, so... All of your favorite personalities here at For the Republic are hanging out in the Star Wars Editor Discord, like, probably every day. So, come chat with us. It's, it's fucking dope. really great fan community that I cannot talk about enough. There's something for everyone. And there's a, you'll meet a bunch Same. of great people. That's how all of us uh, got acquainted. So... It's a beautiful. Not for real. Place. All of my best friends are in there. Like I, I love all y'all here. I got tons of other great friends in Star Wars editor. It seriously is like, we know that Star Wars fan communities can be pretty toxic. And if you find the good parts, a great that's place. All you, all you need. I've managed to find my like, my group, 
And I, I, it's 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 a great thing when you realize that not everyone sucks, and not exactly. everything is <laughs> complaining about whatever the the hot take of the week is. Um, Star Wars editor, where not everyone sucks. Yes, um, that Connor. How about you, my friend? Uh, you can find me. Uh... On Twitter at Depa Banana, talking about Star Wars and being absolutely horny. Um, yep. At the Nerd Academy podcast, specifically Knights of the Nerd Republic, we talk Star Wars there. Topic episodes, reviews, interviews. Uh got some really cool stuff. Hopefully, uh, coming down the line. Uh, so yeah, check us out there. Uh, you can find us pretty much everywhere wherever you listen to podcasts spotify apple youtube wherever um and you can also find me at sweditorig.com i haven't written an article no actually no i wrote an article like eh, a few months ago i can't remember i have some more in the pipeline i also write stories there and uh the first one my first one will be coming out i think september i can't remember I can't remember the time, the, the, the release date shift so much. Um, but yeah, no stories published yet, but check out the stories published on the website. They're all really good. They all tell different stories, but they're all solid. So Andrew, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter, on TikTok at starlight. Andrew, you can also find me writing articles on SWE. It's been, a couple months since I wrote my last one. I just have not had the uh, the bug to write, but I am trying to think of something because I keep having articles where I'll, I'll write the intro and then completely lose uh, inspiration. But we're getting there. Uh, I'm going to find that it, uh, that itch soon. Uh, you can follow the twi- uh, the podcast on Twitter at ForTheRepubPod and on Instagram at ForTheRepublicPod. That's where you can find updates on when we're going to be dropping new episodes, any updates on what's going on with the show, what's going on with us. You can definitely check those out. Uh, we'll have a new episode of the main show probably next week, week after. Uh, we've just been Kenobi's been kicking our ass, but in a good way. Uh, and as yeah, you'll see us back here next week for our next episode of Kenobi. So thank you all for listening. It's been fun, and as always, may the force be with you. Always.